0: Today, on the Travel Guys. In the travel news, it's the end of an era at Southwest Airlines, and airlines announced they are making the bathrooms on planes smaller. Seriously? How can you possibly make that area smaller? Take out the toilet? In our segment, To Make You a
1: Smarter Traveler, coming up at 320, Gwen Duncan has some tips on getting the best
0: airfare. Maybe take advantage of mistakes made by airlines. At 335, Tom takes us out to the state fair, and we get an overview, including a heads-up on some of the culinary treats at this year's fair
1: at 3:45, mark gets into the mailbag gonna answer many of your questions southwest companion pass airport lounges amtrak trains to san francisco and restaurant tipping just a few of the
0: topics. it's a little after three o'clock live from new york city and sacramento california you're listening to the travel guys
1: on the road again Just can't wait to get on the road again. I got two tickets from Colorado to Alaska. I go north to Russia's zone Let it
2: roll.
0: That's Let's go on
1: with the show. Welcome everyone to another edition of the Travel Guys, Travel and Entertainment brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. I'm Tom Romano here in studio just next to the State Fair. Mark Hoffman is in New York City and that might explain why the delay between the time I finish talking and an opportunity for Mark to give his part of the headlines, you see, because that's how far it is to New York, ladies and gentlemen. About two <laughs> seconds.
0: What a deal, huh? How you doing, Mark? <laughs> I'm doing okay, Thomas, uh, except for, you know, small computer malfunctions and things of that sort. I'm doing okay. All right. Well, hopefully the <laughs> the computer malfunctions won't
1: impact the entire travel show, you know, um, <laughs> By the way, uh, before, before we ask you about uh, your visit to New York and all of the things that you've been seeing, I have to tell you, I went out to the State Fair, and those that have been following the show know that my pigeon was to appear out at the State Fair. Uh, Terry Geyer, who is a, uh, uh, a fancy pigeon uh, aficionado and razor, all of them were there, uh, but uh, my pigeon's cousin was subbing yesterday and is supposed to appear sometime later this week. So if you go to the fair, go to Fur and Feathers, look for Terry. Can't miss him. He's the guy with the pigeons. And tell him Tom Romano and the Travel guy sent you. All right, back to you. What's been going on? You've been gone for a long time.
0: Well, I've been, I actually snuck home for a little bit. I was up in Puget Sound for the first half of the week with uh, some travelers enjoying the spectacular weather and uh, the accommodations at the Clearwater Resort, in, uh, which is a uh, Native American uh, resort gaming facility in the little town of Susquamish, which is just, Susquamish is just on the other side of uh, Puget Sound across from Seattle. And then to Chicago for four days with uh, another group uh, where we've had the pleasure the last couple nights i got to see hamilton for the first time a couple of nights ago and uh, then a brand new show that's on its way to broadway called the share show which is basically about the life of uh, of share so that was last night and what a what a what a treat to see two great uh theatrical shows like that on back-to-back nights well uh, did you want to
1: take time to review any of them now we can do that later
0: Well, let's let's talk a little bit about that later. I know there are a lot of folks who have seen Hamilton, probably a lot who haven't. The whole uh, share thing uh, heads to Broadway, so let's talk about that after we get uh, at at, towards the end of the program.
1: All right, all right, and we won't mention to anybody that while you were watching the Hamilton show, you revealed to me that in one ear you had your little headphone (laughs) and you were listening to the Giants and Oakland A's baseball game, you know. And, but the and you didn't get kicked out so we won't we won't bring that up i didn't say that out loud did i
0: no, I don't. I hope. Not. At least I hope not. <laughs> but there is there is some truth to that rumor. Yes. That I was watching Hamilton. And in the second act, I was listening to the Giants in the A's game very quietly in my headset. All right. Well, good for you. I, it's expected of you. All right.
1: Without any further ado, let's get to it. At the top of every Travel Guys radio show, we bring you up to date on what's going on in the travel news. Mark, bring us up to
0: date on that. Well, Tom, I know you're a big uh, fan of Disneyland and theme parks and stuff like that. And uh, are you a Halloween guy, too?
1: Yes, we have been to Disney Halloween, both in, uh, uh, in Anaheim and the one in Orlando. Uh, we went dressed. Uh, we were uh, in our best. And we love the, the, the Disney Halloween party.
0: What's up? Well, the universal is going to do universal Hollywood is going to do something new this year. There's a new movie out called the purge. Um, I don't know if you've heard about this, but it's, uh, supposedly, uh, once a year, uh, all crime is legal for 12 hours. That's the premise of this movie. Anyways, um, the purge is making its way into the Halloween horror nights at universal Hollywood, um, this year. So it's going to feature a maze named after the movie, uh, uh, there are going to be several other mazes. There are all kinds of special things at Halloween. So you could, of course, how are you going to be at Disneyland and Universal at the same time? I guess that would be well, kind of difficult. huh?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, the, the, the thing, too, is the Disney thing is... Uh you know, it's got all the Disney villains and so forth, and it's it's for sm- for mostly for small children and, and people like my family. And uh, where where the Universal Studio things probably scare the crap out of me. I don't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, and here's a here's a Disneyland bit. This isn't necessarily Halloween uh, related. This has to do with Disney in Florida. They're building a Star Wars hotel. Have you heard about this?
1: Uh, yes. Yes. So oh, you know, and I'm not surprised with uh, Disney in both parks uh, developing new Star Wars attractions. Uh, taking it to the next level to the Star Wars hotel is uh, is genius.
0: It's going to be connected to Disney's Hollywood Studios, and it will seamless, seamlessly connect uh, to the new Star Wars Galaxy's Edge land at the park. So you will have a private entrance if you stay at the new uh, Disneyland Star Wars hotel. You won't be able to do that until sometime next year, though. We mentioned in the headlines that uh, air bathroom airline bathrooms are getting smaller. I know that's really hard to believe because that's got to be one of the most inadequately sized places on the planet in terms of yep. what it, the space it would take to adequately do whatever it is you need to do um, on the toilet or wash your hands or I, I don't know Tom if you've noticed but now in the airline uh, bathrooms the sinks are so small that basically you wash one hand at a time you run you, you hold the water <laughs> down and one run one arm under the water yeah. and then you run the other arm and then you it, it, I can't. It's inconceivable, but supposedly American Airlines has figured out a way to put 12 more seats on the airplane uh, by making the restroom smaller. That doesn't really seem to to connect to me. Twelve seats would take up more room than a restroom. But indeed, uh, United Airlines is bragging that the restrooms on their new uh, wide body planes are 10 inches smaller than they used to be. I can't even you know, imagine how a restroom could be 10 inches smaller.
1: And why would you announce that to anyone? If you're going to do it, just do it. Don't say anything about it. Uh, Mentioned that uh, we can carry more people on our planes now. So, you know, uh, that's a good thing. That, but I certainly wouldn't sort bring of, that up.
0: That's sort of what they did was they didn't bring it up. And, uh-huh. some, and passengers, <laughs> passengers. Passengers found out. That, OK, that makes perhaps, more sense. Maybe they were the passengers who needed Crisco to get out of the bathroom. Um, We mentioned in the headlines also that an era is ending at Southwest Airlines. You may have heard this week that Southwest has decided to stop serving peanuts this summer, citing allergy worries. So as soon as the peanut supply is exhausted, um, they are going to stop serving peanuts. No word yet as to what they're going to serve, but I'm going to guess it's going to have to be something that isn't nut-based in any way, shape, or form because then that wouldn't solve the problem that they're trying to solve.
1: My least favorite, more pretzels, right? Gwynn agrees, too. You know, uh, (laughs) I'm kind of surprised that it took them this long to get around to banning peanuts. I mean... Uh, Lots of children fly. Lots lots of people with peanut allergies have flown for years. And the peanut allergy thing is old news. So, well, good for them. By the way, I think I mentioned this to you the other day, I think, on the phone. Uh, share this with my audience. If you have any of those little bags of peanuts that... You always have leftovers when you fly, and you always end up with them in your travel bag, your carry-on. Mm-hmm. And so now, though, someday, maybe they'll be worth, you know, like collectors' items or something.
0: Oh, I see. I have an old bag of peanuts from Wrigley Field that I never opened. That's probably about twenty years old. Uh, wow. So maybe, yeah, last well, anyways. Um, this is kind of an interesting little travel tidbit here, Tom. Um, J.P. Morgan Chase, the bank, last week posted their second quarter uh profit and loss results. They, they posted record profits, uh, somewhat uh, helped by the, the uh, big tax cut last year. But buried in that blizzard of cash was a $330 million credit card charge. The cause of the charge? Chase executives mid- admitted on the conference call that travelers are redeeming ultimate rewards points, one of Chase's credit cards, and other currency tied to Chase cards at a faster clip than the bank expected. So they had to take a $330 $30 million credit card charge, which is uh, looks like to be about 4% of their overall, maybe 5% of their overall profits. So the only reason I mention this is because if you hold a Chase Ultimate Rewards card, this would be the first clue that a devaluation might be around the corner. Uh, because if people are reserve- redeeming more rewards than they anticipated, mm-hmm. then an adjustment could be coming very, very, very soon. Okay, two last items here. Um, A little birdie told me just before we went on the air, a certain travel agent uh, who will go unnamed, Gwen Duncan, who's sitting across from you there, tells me Uh that she has found out that Southwest Airlines is going to announce on August the 7th uh, their Hawaii schedule. So uh, we were were kicking it back and forth as to speculating ourselves as to when the first flight might be. I had heard early April. uh, Some folks are hoping that Southwest will fly for the holidays because... Fares are so ridiculous, but uh, anyway, Southwest Airlines. If you are looking to go to Hawaii sometime next year, I would say, uh, or even over the holidays, you might want to flag August the seventh and go to Southwest.com and just see what is offered. Remember, um, Sacramento is picking up service on Hawaiian uh, to Maui, on Alaska to the Big Island three times a week, and something coming from Southwest. We don't know what it is yet. And finally, one last item here uh, on the news today, Tom. The Hartling Group, which is a group of three luxury resorts in the Turks and Caicos, which uh, we don't talk about a whole lot on this show because it's in an ocean off of the other side of the country. But of course, hurricane season was really uh, very rough last year. We're getting t- closer to the heart of hurricane season now, maybe mid-August to mid-October. Um, the Hartling Group, which owns these three resorts, is offering a new uh, no-hassle, 100% refund policy that has to do with hurricanes. Um, if the hurricane arrives three days, within three days before or after the time that you're before you're supposed to get to the resort uh, then you can elect to cancel your stay and get a complete refund. It's not good for tropical storm warnings. It's got some some clauses and stuff like that but I read through it and it seems to be fairly legit so if you are one of those folks who just can't avoid the great prices of traveling to the South Atlantic area uh, during hurricane season and are willing to take the risk there's one resort that has responded And is willing to share the risk with you. And again, a caution to those of you who think, you know, Florida, Miami Beach, things like that, as we get into that prime hurricane season, uh, prices will get cheaper, but it comes with the risk of your flight your travel plans being seriously delayed at the last minute or worse yet um, getting to one of those places and not being able to get out when you need to so just be careful if you're traveling to that part of the country between mid-august and mid-october and that's your travel news for today be sure to visit travelguysradio.com
1: there you'll find uh, links to pretty much everything we talk about here on the on the travel guys and in lots of other stuff coming up uh, in about three minutes gwen duncan joins us with cordially yours travel we're going to talk about when, where, and how to get the best deal on airfares and other stuff. That's next on The Travel Guy. The news. I'm live today. from New York City, Mark Hoffman, Tom Romano, live to from, uh, you know, uh, what is this, River Park Drive or something <laughs> in Sacramento, <laughs> right near the State Fair, I might add. that's That's important and... Looking into the Doubletree
0: parking lot, where are you staying, my friend? I am at the Marriott Marquis in New York City for a couple of nights here, here to check out some things for some sports leisure, vacations, adventures to New York next year. It's not the optimum time to be in New York, but then again, it wasn't the optimum time to be in Chicago either. We survived uh, four days of summertime in Chicago without uh, sweating to death, so... Now on to New York as we continue the, continue the Mark's Humidity Tour of the East Coast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and right across from me, Gwen Duncan from travel, from uh, Cordially Yours Travel. Gwen, welcome to the Travel Guys. Thank you. All right. Uh, Mark, why don't I turn it over to you because I, I know you and Gwen have been talking in which direction we want to... Take the Smarter Traveler segment.
0: <laughs> we have you. Just jump in there, Thomas. Anytime uh, you you want to uh, to say something, Gwen. Thank you so much for the little tip on the uh, Southwest Hawaiian thing. There, I, I get I think the same bulletins that you get on Hawaii, but you you figured out a you gleaned a, a an important piece of information there for our listeners as to when those tickets might go on sale. So August the seventh. So thank you for that, and uh, so let's make our folks a little smarter travelers with some some tips on airfares here gwen to start with you have some information there and we talk about this probably every six months to a year on this program won't be the first time we broach this subject but it changes a little bit from time to time when is the best time to buy a ticket now how long before you travel is there a day of the week is there a time of the day what can you tell us
2: great questions. (laughs) The first one is uh, the best time to buy. There's a lot of mixed uh, questions about that, but the standard, the industry standard has always been on Tuesday afternoon. That's because the uh, airlines, and you can talk about the Southwest, but most of the airlines post their deals on Mondays, and that gets the uh, morning of Tuesday for everybody to find out who's doing what And then, uh, you can settle down and, and get the deal on maybe your preferred airline instead of just the one that, uh, you know, threw out the deal. That's for the best day to fly. That's still relatively standard, I think. What do you think?
0: Well, the best day to buy a, t- a ticket. Yeah, I agree with you, Gwen. It seems as though Southwest Airlines pretty much uh, drives the the airfares these days, and so their their sales begin on Tuesday morning. My guess is that they that competitors probably become aware of them late Monday night, um, so they're responding to them on on Tuesday morning. Also, I haven't seen anybody beat Southwest fares for a while, a year or so. When United, American, Delta, Alaska, somebody comes in with a sale and importantly their sales are usually announced a few hours after Southwest sales um so it, it southwest seems to be driving it and i think that has something to do with why it's tuesday um didn't you tell me when we were talking before the show too that tuesday is the best day to fly in yes, terms of getting the very best airfare
2: yes it is the worst it days of course are fridays and sundays and I'm uh, no, not for the highest prices. And Tuesday, you get the lowest rates. So, yes, you're right. Absolutely right.
0: If you can fly round trip on Tuesday, then you've, you've done something. Of course, Wednesday and Saturday tend to be. Saturday afternoons is a good time to fly and get an inexpensive fare, but what you'll find on Saturdays is that some flights that are offered on other days of the week are not offered late in the day on Saturday simply because there isn't as much uh, demand. Um, uh, Gwen, any other tips there on about
2: when to buy that airline ticket? Yes, a, a couple things. Uh, one other thing you want to consider is, the- the time you're going to fly. You know, if you're going to do it in the wee hours, take a red eye or whatever, you're going to get a better chance of getting a seat for one of the lower fares, uh, for sure. But the best time, uh, the earliest uh, date to purchase, the standard used to be, and you and I have known this for years, was 7, 14, and 21 days. But that isn't necessarily true anymore. Um, According to the industry, you should book at least six weeks in advance. And you and I both know that if it's a holiday or a particular special event or something, you better purchase it before that.
0: Yeah, Yeah, uh, we mentioned.
1: Go ahead, Tom. Yeah, and once again, uh, in regards to, we've talked about this, certain airlines will sometimes lower some prices as they get closer to flight date. However, with Southwest, that's never the case.
2: That's right. They call it butts and seats. Once the flight takes off, they can't. It's a, lost, it's a lost cause.
0: But Southwest seems less flexible on what you're talking about, Gwen. And, and I know this because I was looking on the United website just last night um, because I'm considering a last-minute trip to Phoenix. So, uh, so I'm looking at United, American, Delta. Airlines I wouldn't normally fly because somebody may have a connecting flight through Salt Lake or San Francisco or something that has a lot of seats available. And so the airline is trying to fill those seats, and they know that if they go in there, With the lowest fare. So, really and truly, and this is where some of your your kayak.com and and some of the fare comparison sites will come in importantly for you. But remember, of course, that many of those sites do not include Southwest fare comparisons.
2: That's right. I'm glad you pointed that out. You know, I found uh, two other um, sites. You know, we've been talking about alerts, airfare watchdog for one, and then, of course, the individual airlines. You sign up for their alerts. You'll get those, and those are pretty good because they reduce greatly uh, business destinations for weekend travel. I mean, that's just really great. But there's another one, Google Flights. They've got um, a website where they um they know the difference between what's called a best flight and a cheapest flight and so that's kind of a neat thing but this other one called hip Monk, and I'll, I'll put this on the website. They've got um, an area of their website, and it's got agony fares. and those are the ones that you click that, and those are the ones that have are um, more more um, connections, uh, longer connections, but the prices are really low. But you have to know that you pay for you, you know, you pay get what you pay, yeah, yes. you pay for. Yeah, you pay for agony. But the uh, kayak site has now got a trend box. It's up on the left-hand corner of their website. And you can click that, and it'll tell you whether you can buy now or if they're going to recommend that you wait. Because um, they've got people that are working full time to regulate, I mean not regulate, to monitor uh, what the trend is on those particular city pairs. And they will post if you should wait, and it might be a better time to buy that particular city pair.
0: Okay, uh, one thing I want to mention to folks here. Remember when you buy an airline ticket, you have 24 hours to cancel it without charge. So if you buy a ticket today and you uh, tomorrow morning you wake up and you see a better fare on another carrier, uh, you can cancel that ticket and not have to deal with any uh, cancellation fees up until that 24-hour market hit. Gwen, we're running out of time here. Before we go, I wanted just for you to talk briefly about mistakes, mistake fares that airlines accidentally post online. Line. can if you find a mistake fair and you buy it is there a chance that you might get
2: to keep that ticket a very big chance uh, it's rare if ever that they um, that they will come back and not uh, confirm your flight a couple of things the key points about the um, uh, mistakes airlines make mistakes and they make them more frequently than you would ever believe. And uh, one of them is from human error, some of it's currency conversion, or or omitting flight um, uh, uh, surcharges and fees. So if you see a good one, you book it, and then what they we say zip it, and then um, just wait and be patient. Yeah, what do you mean by
0: What do you mean by zip it?
2: Don't call the airline. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell just anyone. Wait pa-
0: just wait patiently for three or four days and, and, and wait for your confirmation to come in your email and just and know that it may, on those things, it may take a day or two, but just keep your fingers crossed.
2: That's right. And if you don't get one, be sure if you've followed up with car rentals or hotels that you've gotten refundable uh, reservations.
1: And there's a whole bunch of site, websites that uh, spend the time looking for these for you. If you go to TravelGuysRadio.com, we have a list of them there. All right, Gwen, thanks for Thank joining you, us today. Thank you. All right, coming up, we're going to go out to the California State Fair and see what's going on 2018. We've got a media director that's going to be joining me right after we find out what in the world is going on in the news here on The Travel Guys. Marley. Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano with you. We are the Travel Guys here on KFBK, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. And as we promised, some information, some updates. What's going on at the California State Fair 2018? Of course, just started this past Friday and. Everything is fresh and new. And with me again is Sabrina Washington, uh, media director for the California State Fair. Welcome to the Travel Guys, Sabrina.
3: Oh, I'm so excited to be chatting with you again.
1: What's new at the California State Fair for 2018?
3: There is quite a bit going on. And the really nice thing is, is that because fair essentially turns into its own small little city when it's going on for the 17 days. I mean, we have anywhere from, you know... Twenty-five to 70,000 people on the fairgrounds sometimes. Um, and we have our own police department. We have a post office. We have a DMV. There's all kinds of stuff you can find here. But new stuff at the fair. Let's let's talk about that. So we have lots of new foods um, that I got a chance to sample the other day that are quite delicious. There's even healthy food options, if you can believe it. We have um, a new vendor that is doing asahi bowls as well as fresh-pressed juices. But of course, if you're looking for something on the deep-fried side of life, <laughs> we have yeah. some deep-fried cannolis which are also new, as well as cotton candy ice cream, if you're looking for a frozen...
1: Sugary treat. <laughs> mm. Well, you know, I don't know. Most people really do go to the fair for not necessarily healthy treats, mm-hmm. but it's great. It's great to know that you have them. Yeah. Uh, the deep fried thing is kind of like a tradition. Yeah. I know one of the things that uh, I've uh, heard about this year is more opportunities for people to cool off mm-hmm. in this hot summer time that we're having this year.
3: And believe me, we recognize it. We know it. We live in Sacramento here too. You know, year round, and we know that the summers are are, are hot. Um, But we have 20 cool spots located throughout the fairgrounds. All of our buildings are air-conditioned, so that's a great place to cool off. We also have various spots that have fans and misters, even like full-body misters where you push a button and you get sprayed from head to toe with water. And at some of these cool spots, you can charge up your mobile device because, you know, people are attached to their cell phones and (laughs) probably burning through batteries. So you can cool down and charge up at these charging stations.
1: Well, I understand uh, it's racing uh, kind of as usual. It seems Mm -hmm. like you've got more race days this year.
3: Um, Yes, we are running Thursday through Sunday throughout the fair, and we have some other fun things going on. But every day that the races start at 2.15 p.m., so that's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. In the past, we've kind of had different start times four different days this year it's all at 2:15. so if you want to come check out horse horse races come do that and then on the final friday of fair on the 27th we have steampunk at the races where people dress up in their mid-century attire or dress up themselves or their horses and um, that'll be judged in front of the grandstands or actually um, in front of the racetrack
1: Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, if people are looking to save a couple of bucks when they come to the fair, is there a particular day or a particular time that's better than another?
3: Okay, so savings. Let's chat about savings. So on Mondays, brand new this year, because we understand, you know, Families have a lot that they need to pay for. So on, and we also like to give back to our community. So on Mondays is Smud Cares at the Fair, Giving Monday. You bring three non-perishable food items, donate it to the main gate or at Blue Gate, and it'll be donated to Elk Grove Food Bank. And you get free admission before 3 o'clock on Mondays. Fantastic. And that's for everybody. Um, Tuesdays are still the Wells Fargo Kids Free Tuesdays. So kids 12 and younger get in for free that day. And then also all the rides are just $2.00. Wednesday and Thursday, our $2 Taste of the Fair is back. So from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., every single food vendor has a food item for $2. It's a great way to eat at the fair. And then Senior Savings Fridays, as usual, seniors uh, 62 and better get $2 off.
1: Sabrina Washington, media director with us here on The Travel Guys. Sabrina, it's going to be a great fair this year. There's no doubt about it. Is there anything that uh, I didn't ask you about you want to make sure that our listeners know about this year's state fair?
3: Sure. I know you had asked about new things, and I just want to make sure people know that we have expanded our farm-to-glass area. There's live music there. That's where you can also find the Asahi Bowl vendor. We also have silent disco this year at fair. It's one of the cool cool spots as well inside Expo Building 1. You go inside, it's an air-conditioned building. You get headphones. It's you listen to the music that is played in your head and you get to dance to it. So it is a fun experience, really popular at festivals. We are so glad it's here at fair all 17 days and it's free.
1: (laughs) Well, all right. I think we got everything we need uh, to uh, make those that are going to the fair smarter fairgoers. Thank you so much for joining us on the Travel Guys.
3: Yes, and happy fair. Come join us.
1: You know, Mark, I had to stop for just a second when she said that they have the silent disco where people are put on headphones and they dance and it got to be a lot of fun for the spectators and then i started thinking about your closing line dance like nobody's watching and that would be that would be like dance like no one can hear you or i don't know it's-
0: any well, rate. that would be dancing like nobody's watching. I, I would suggest <laughs> you that you, you've, you've hit it right—the nail right on the head there. And that's that's kind of sort of what that's about—is uh, <laughs> you know, occasionally let loose and let go, and it doesn't matter if you look a little strange or a little weird. If you're having a good time, then what the heck?
1: There you go. All right, <laughs> coming up uh, after we take a "Street Us two- Live" timeout. Well, not yet, Louise. Hold on. We said after. <laughs> After we take a time out, we're going to come back and talk about uh, some of the great shows that Mark has seen in New York City and dig into the Travel Guys mailbag. That's next. Travel and Entertainment Guys with you here on KFBK every Sunday, 3 to 4. Again, follow along at TravelGuysRadio.com. I'm Tom Mark Hoffman uh, in New York City. We are the uh, the official Travel and Entertainment Guys. And Mark, uh, you've been... uh, Seeing a lot of wonderful shows, taking sports leisure vacationers to some great events. Uh, tell us a little bit about it, would you?
0: Well, I I, I do want to share a little bit of theater here, but I want to. You just mentioned the the website, and I wanted to call attention to a couple things that are at TravelGuysRadio.com. There is a, a short video there about a company called SpaceX which uh, will fly you across the world in 30 minutes. It's really a cool, it's, it's a things of tomorrow sort of video, but go to TravelGuysRadio.com and you can see it along with some other things that we didn't have time to mention about in, in the news. So uh, Thomas, uh, yes, theater in Chicago, which isn't always the place that people think about for theater, but uh, one of the companies of Hamilton has been playing there now for almost two years. And uh, it really, I had never had an opportunity to see it. I have taken a lot of people to see it. And, of course, uh, a lot of folks saw Hamilton when it was in San Francisco. Some, I'm sure, have gone to Chicago and New York uh, to see it. It's a really, it's kind of a, uh, uh, the, the genre, the, the music is done in kind of a hip-hop sort of, of way, which is very different for those of us who are over 40. But I found it really entertaining. It was, uh, it was a great American history lesson. Tom, are you a, a student of American history at all? Is that, you know, no. no I, I wish I were. You know, that was not my strong suit. I, I, you so, know. so this would be perfect for you. It would. Because- I think I would
1: learn something there
0: you would learn exactly because I, I was just going to say, I'm kind of a student of American history and I felt like that. I really learned something. There's a great history lesson about the whole founding fathers and about, uh, Mr. Hamilton and Mr. Burr. And it's, uh, of course the, the story doesn't have a particularly happy ending. Pretty much everybody knows what happens at the end, but nonetheless, uh, Mr. Hamilton is one of our founding fathers who never became president. And I thought it was a fascinating show. Um, my ticket was uh, $230, which I guess by Hamilton standards is reasonably inexpensive. Um, the Chicago show is now not selling out every single night, so it's been there long enough. It'll be back in San Francisco after the first of the year. Other show we got a chance to see was The Share Show, which is a brand new show that's headed for Broadway. In fact, it closes in Chicago today. It's a two-and-a-half-hour odyssey about the life of Share, and uh, takes you from her childhood, all the way up to the current, and of course the lady has had a very interesting life. She's probably the only person who ever had a four-year farewell tour. Um, Tom, do you have any special Cher memories? You know, oh, you've been uh, around.
1: You know, I, absolutely. I you know. I think anybody that uh, here again grew up in the '60s and when uh, Sonny and Cher were popular, and has mm-hmm. kind of kind of been. Uh, followed her life have uh, have watched her uh, enter, entertain and is somewhat connected uh, to share uh, she had an interesting uh Family situation, interesting situations with her children that she raised. Uh, uh, was an actress in a lot of different movies. Uh, still is, I would suspect. Uh, and uh, so I do. Uh, and it's definitely a show that I think I would uh, I would enjoy. Now I know you. I never got a chance to see her live, and I but I know that you you did. And uh, mm-hmm. with all of that being said, uh, you know what did you think? How would you rate? Do you want to give it? Uh, how many stars
0: are you going to give? A show yeah, at this well point? it's. Officially, Tom, it's still a in previews. This is the pre-Broadway, so it's entirely likely that the show that I saw on uh, last night will be, or night before last, will be very different. When it opens up on Broadway, it could be 30 40% uh, different. That's one reason that they show it to audiences in other cities is they want feedback. They want to see what works and what doesn't. But I kind of got the feeling that this was kind of the end of a five-week run and that they had perhaps already made some decisions about what works and what doesn't. Three actresses play Cher, and this is going to be really embarrassing. One of them is from Sacramento. The gal who plays the middle Cher is from Sacramento, and I'm forgetting her. Her name, what's terribly embarrassing. We'll, um, anyways, see we can, we'll see if we can Google that in the meantime. You go a, ahead. There's a there's a Sacramento tie to the whole uh, to the whole show. I really enjoyed it. If you, this is what it kind of comes down to, Tom. If you enjoy Cher and you like her music, and you liked Sonny and Cher in that whole era, if you lived through the whole variety show era of the Smothers Brothers and Glenn Campbell and uh, Rowan and Martin's Laughing and all, if you could, and if you're thinking what is this guy talking about? Then perhaps the show is not for you. But if you uh, live through some of those things and you want to relive a piece of them, the lady had a very interesting life, and I thought the show was very good. I would have paid the price, the $100 price of admission, um, just to hear some of the music. So uh, it was great, and it's going to Broadway, uh, I think they're opening in October. So uh, whether it makes it or not, I would say is probably up in the air. Yeah, Um, Um, I enjoyed it. Stephanie J. Block. Stephanie J. Block. There you go. Um, anyways, she, she uh, they all did a great job. It was a wonderful show. The audience loved it, so that's always a good sign. Of course, Hamilton, the audience, just adores that show. And dare I say, we had about half a dozen people in our group who had seen it once or twice before. And the consensus, it seems to be, with that show, there's so much going on, and the dialogue is so fast, is thrown at you so fast in some parts of the show that it is a show that gets better If you enjoyed it the first time, that you probably will enjoy it more the second time or perhaps even uh, the third time. That was the consensus of some of the people in our group. So anyways, that's enough about uh, theater reviews. Why don't we shift gears here and jump into the mailbag? We haven't done this for about... Oh, six weeks, Tom, and I had to kind of select questions because I, I couldn't even get a third of them onto the list here for today because well, um, this is kind of a popular segment. Yeah,
1: yeah, and 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 rightly so because uh, you, you are the travel expert and people are always looking to uh, uh, for information. In fact, there's several of them here that reference that they, you know, listening to the show was what spurred them to... You know, come and ask their questions. So if you're ready, I'll go ahead and jump into some of these with you. Fire away. All right. Let's see. One of our listeners, Alan, uh, uh, writes, uh, last year when Southwest offered their deal on the companion pass where you only had to get a credit card to qualify, and I'm one of those people. uh, So he went ahead and got his card, but he can't figure out how to renew the companion pass for next
0: year. I know that one, but uh, Mark, why don't you tell us what you know? Well, it's it's good news and bad news, Alan. Um, if you've enjoyed that opportunity, a Southwest Companion Pass basically allows you to bring along someone on the exact same itinerary as you are flying, someone you designate ahead of time, and you can change a couple times during the year, and that person flies for basically for free. So it's a tremendous deal. Alaska offered a version uh, with their credit card too, in answer to Southwest. Um, the bad news, Alan, is that you have to you're going to have to fly in order to qualify for that card, go to your Rapid Rewards account at Southwest.com and you can pull up your account and it will show you how close you are to attaining their frequent flyer status, which is called A-list, and also how close you are to renewing your companion pass. It will show you how many points there. Now, the good news is with a companion pass is that if you charge enough on a Southwest credit card, if you own a business or you have the ability to charge big chunks on a Southwest credit card and you have a high enough... Limit, uh, you can earn the companion pass through the credit card spend. It is possible to do that, uh, but uh, otherwise you've got to fl- you've got to earn enough points between credit card spend and the points that you earn in order to be able to get that. But go to southwest.com and it will show you. If you click on your account, it will show you how, what your progress is, and make some suggestions as to how maybe you can get there. All
1: right, back to the mailbag we go again. Uh, Will we ever see an airport lounge in the Sacramento airport, says uh, Michelle from Salt Lake City. Apparently, Michelle... Uh, first of all, she indicated it'd be a nice way to uh, get away from the crowd sometime at the airport. I think people like those lounges for that reason. Uh, she doesn't mm-hmm. fly. She, she's not from Sacramento, uh, from uh, Salt Lake. She flies in and out of here from time to time, and she, by golly, stumbled across the travel guys in a rental car and was listening. So, uh, what's your thoughts? We did talk about uh, the possibility of a lounge in Sacramento. Let's revisit that.
0: That's an idea. We should have the airport set all the rental cars to 93.1 or 1530, and that way, if people happen to pick it up, (laughs) um, anyways, uh, yeah, the... Uh, lounges in Sacramento airports. Uh, we've never really had that going back years. Uh, what she's talking about, Tom and listeners, is uh, airlines, when they have a lot of traffic through a particular airport, um, this happens a lot in hub airports. Uh, if you fly United, they have them in Denver. If you fly American, they have them in Phoenix. If you fly Alaska, they have them in Portland and Seattle. Uh, United has one in Sa- several in San Francisco because that's one of their hubs. They have lounges that you pay a membership fee to belong to or you pay an Individual daily by a daily pass and pay a fee uh, to get into the lounge and then usually there's uh, depending on the airline there's availability of of free or low cost food and beverage and a place to kind of relax and kick back and not have to be dealing with the hustle and bustle of the crowds. They are not inexpensive. They cost three, four, five hundred dollars a year to belong to. You can buy you can buy into them with miles. Now to her question to Michelle's question, uh, wouldn't it be nice if we had some? In- Sacramento. This is what I'm going to have to do some homework on, Tom. I will um, check with our contacts at the airport and see if there are, if anybody has ever asked them, any of the airlines have ever inquired, or is there any area existing within the terminals that could be turned into uh, an airline lounge. Uh, A company called Priority Pass is opening lounges around the country in secondary airports and allowing you to buy a membership regardless of which airline you're flying. So that's kind of a good deal. Of course, in Sacramento, we have two entire different terminals, so I'm not how sure how that would, would work out. But I will look into it, Michelle, and I will have an answer for you next week.
1: Allison says, I go out to dinner or cocktails on business associates when I'm on trips and we agree to split the check, and somehow, with credit cards and the waiter figuring it all out, I always seem to get stuck with most of the tip. I have been down that road. Uh, Mark and Tom, any secrets to avoiding this situation? My, my suggestion, number one, is, is I like to tip cash. Because then the waitress or the the server will get the cash and get the tip. If you put it on the credit card, it it gets convoluted. And so, uh, you know, pay with your credit cards and everybody pull out some cash. What's your thoughts, Mark?
0: (laughs) Um, That's a great idea um, to decide what the gratuity is going to be. Of course, and then you're going to have, you know, one guy had a $40 entree and one guy had a $20 entree and one guy believes in tipping 15% regardless of what happens. And one guy believes that you should never tip less than 20%. And, you know, uh, so the ladies are better at tipping than the guys are, believe it or not, because the guys tend to be either really cheap or really over the top, so there's not a lot, I've just noticed that over the years, there's not a lot of consistency. Um, You agree to split the check into credit cards. Um, God bless you for having a waiter that allows you maybe to use more than one credit card um, on a bill. I tell you what I would do, Allison, is is put it all on one credit card and have everybody reimburse the credit card person in cash. And uh, what some people do is instead of saying you had the steak and you had the salad is just say the bill is 80 bucks there's four of us everybody owes 20 dollars and yeah that puts the screws to the person who had the light entree but i I don't think anybody's ever come up with a solution i'll tell you what if you are a traveler that comes into the situation where you're tipping on the road and you have a a solution to this go to travelguysradio.com and drop us a note and if i use your solution on the air next week i'll send you a gift card
1: We are the Travel Guys, and we're into the Travel Guys mailbag. That's at TravelGuysRadio.com. All right, and this is more of a tip to us than it is a question. Uh, Someone wanted to pass along, Leah, in fact, pass on that uh, she had a ticket on Amtrak to San Francisco that apparently she didn't use, uh, and she was about to throw it away when she realized after talking to a friend that that ticket is good for one year. Uh, That's the, correct. The, the only question she really had is, uh, are they um, good on any trend?
0: Yeah, any cap, any capital corridor train. Once a day, the Coast Starlight will go between San Francisco and Sacramento. And once a day, well, actually twice, once in each direction. And, and twice a day, the California Zephyr will do the same. And those have different pricing. The California corridor trains are operated by Amtrak for the state of California. The other two trains I mentioned are Amtrak's long-distance trains that happen to run that same route. So, um, yes, you can use it for a year on any Amtrak California corridor corridor train.
1: Kathy and her husband took your suggestion. They signed up for a Hilton Honors Best Western and Marriott's reward program. They want to know if there's anything else that they should do to take advantage of this account, of their account.
0: Uh, they should sign up for the e- for the email blasts. And then if they decide that, you know, there's nothing there for them or they come too frequently, you can always cancel them. I always suggest that you, because you may find that there's something in there. If you haven't traveled much with a hotel, you're probably you're not going to get any super offers. But you never know. You might get an offer for a credit card deal or something like that that you might choose to uh, take advantage of. Or you may be going to a destination that's offering a sale or something. So I would say sign up for their email blasts and then decide if you want to keep them. Folks
1: want to know they're visiting uh, families at Christmas time. It's the husband, the wife, the kids, three, four of them. Which airlines, in uh, your opinion, is the most family friendly from
0: uh, Maya? Uh, Southwest, absolutely. Yeah, uh, Southwest has a way of boarding. You know, Tom, when they, they do the A group and before they do the B group, if you haven't flown Southwest, you get a number when you check in. You don't get a seating assignment. You pick your seat when you get on the plane. It makes the whole thing way less confrontational. Uh, you can buy up to a lower number if you wish. Uh, there's a couple ways to do that. We won't go into that now. But yes, absolutely Southwest. They have the, f- the family boarding between uh, the A group and the B group, which pretty much ensures that your family will be able to sit together on a plane. I mean, it does ensure that your family will be able to sit together. On the other airlines, that's catch-as-catch-can. So uh, Southwest is just a friendlier airline, period.
1: Well, that's it for the Travel Guys for this week. Go to TravelGuysRadio.com. You can leave us a question. We'll answer it in the mailbag. Mark?
0: Thank you, Thomas. Dance like nobody's watching, and f- goodbye from New York City. All right, my friends. You stay
1: well. See you next time here on the Travel Guys.